I'm Tyler Smiley. And I'm John Morrison. And this is the Rooted and Grounded podcast. Rooted and Grounded is Ministry of Lakewood Baptist Church. That creates theological content to grow the church in our knowledge of God in order that we would grow in our love for Him and for our neighbor. Check out more at rootedandgrounded.co. That was from memory. You can be taught. It's funny how when you say the same exact thing every week in the same exact way, over and over and over again, you memorize it. Wow. Was that was that an argument? Did you, did you say you wanted to recite a creed during the worship service every week? I think that's a great idea. No, no. I was thinking, <laughs> what if we did that with the Bible? Oh, that worked too. For chance. Huh. You could Interesting. Act. As if, like, you could memorize things by saying them repeatedly. That's a good idea. Maybe we should do that with Galatians 3, 13, and 14. Uh-huh. We should. Do you know what that is? I do know what that is. Don't look at da- Galatians oh, he's 3, looking down 13. At scripture. Oh. It's on... I know Galatians 2, 20. I know, I know other parts of Galatians. Well, that's great, it, but this one's on the bookmark that you were given. Do you not that have a bookmark? A, I, I do have a bookmark. I do have a bookmark. But uh, people are wondering right now what we're talking about. Oh. And and it's not oh, are bookmarks. We record, are people going to listen to this? And and uh, although they won't find this as fun because they can't see it, but this is the book that I just accidentally picked up when I was looking for my bookmark, and this is uh, Ephesians. So this would be the wrong study. We're in Galatians. We are in Galatians. And that's what I'm excited yes. to talk about. Let's let's do it. So we're on Sunday you preached on Galatians 2, 15 and 16. Would you like to read that for us? Did you find your right book? I found the right book and the bookmark. And you are correct. Yeah, yeah. Galatians 313 is on the bookmark. And we should commit this to memory. Christ, Christ redeemed, redeemed us. us from the curse of the oh, law by becoming a curse for us. Hey. Cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ, for it is written, curses everyone who is hanged on a tree, so that in Christ the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised spirit through faith. I'm excited to talk about this one when we get to Galatians 3 with you. Uh, did you ever see, remember, of course you saw Remember the Titans. Uh-huh. Attitude follows leadership, Captain. I'm thrilled memorize to talk about it, Tyler. Three. I will memorize, memorize it. it and and I'll have it memorized. Um and uh when we get to it, I'm excited to talk about it because I gotta ask you something about that one. Oh, that's but great. Gal- yeah, Galatians 2. That's what we preached on this past Sunday. 2 15. You, you preached and 16. on my friend. I did. And uh this is what it says. This is really good. Okay, let me make sure everybody gets this because it's only two verses. You can follow along. We ourselves are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. Yet we know that a person is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. So we also have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law, no one will be justified. Why why, why was Paul so, I mean, this is very direct. Mm Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This, this is very uh, teachy. I mean, he's like being very forthcoming in what he believes to be the right approach to justification. Why do you think he was so 
emphatic with wanting to make sure whoever was reading this letter knew what he meant and understood and mm. what God had revealed justification is really like. Yeah, I think this is, as I would understand it, right? He has been concerned that they're abandoning the gospel. And so he, just the emphatic nature with which he is hitting on justification here, to me, goes back to his main concern that we read about in chapter one. I am astonished that you are so quickly abandoning him who called you in the grace of Christ, like, and are turning to another gospel. And as he goes along and he unpacks how he came to receive this gospel, this is really, to me, this is the heart of that issue for him. How are we made right before God? How are we justified before God? And that's why he's so emphatic about it, because to forsake this is to forsake the gospel, which is to forsake God himself. Uh, so I think that's why, I mean, he basically repeats everything three times in this sec, in this one verse. Yeah. You're justified by faith and not by works of the law. He says it three different ways. Yeah. Uh, so he wants to get the point across. And I, I do think it's because for him, as I'm reading this, and if I understand this correctly, this is really at the heart of that gospel that he's afraid they're abandoning that they are turning to other ways. Uh, they're turning to these works of the law to try to be justified before God. Yeah. Justification is a huge theme in Scripture. Yeah. I mean, especially in the New Testament, but in all of Scripture. Right. To, to be justified before God is a huge theme. Um, but it do you think it can, does it come off like as a two- too heady, too theologically heady? Like, why is it that, um, do we talk about it as much as the New Testament talks about it? Mm. A lot that's of questions a, there. A lot that's of questions. Kind of a personal question. I know, I'm just... Uh, well, let me, here's what I was going to say is uh, Luther, in the commentary in Galatians, says, if the doctrine of justification falls, the whole of Christian doctrine falls. Yeah. So, he obviously sees this very important. Yeah. Um. Do we talk about it enough? I think my my initial thought is we do a lot on look at this verse. We we're good at placing a lot of emphasis on faith. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think as you sort of work out from faith in this passage, we do a uh, less and less of a good job understanding. So it's like, okay, faith. Everybody likes faith. Everybody right. likes spiritual things. You know, you just have to have faith. But it's very clear that this is faith in Jesus Christ. Right. Which typically we do a decent job of, but, you know, can sort of wait, you know, that starts to waver. But then what does that faith in Christ do? Well, it's through that that God justifies us. I think it probably we get a little muddier, a little less clear on that. Probably not as strong of an emphasis. Is it too theological? Ooh, well, you've, you're asking the wrong person if you wanted a negative, <laughs> wait, a positive, whatever. No, is the answer. It's not it's too not. theological. What well, you think? You, this, this, uh, this whole passage is just packed with theology. Like, we say, well, you know, well, Dr. Smiley, I don't want any theology. I just want to love Jesus and trust him. Right. But immediately you have to ask, well, who is Jesus? 
And to do that is to do theology. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes we think theology means complex, um, but it's really just understanding God and the things of God, which yes, has, has some complexity to it, but there's a straightforwardness there too. Uh, but even just the confession that Jesus is Lord or to confess that you believe in Jesus, there's a whole biblical theological under sort of foundation to that um, that you have to build out. So, you know, I've been I've been reading back a lot through we've been going through Galatians and I've been reading back through Martin Luther's commentary on it, mm-hmm. which and it's so good in so many different ways. And but what boy, what it really reveals is what I already knew to be true about Luther, just having studied and read him in the past, but he was really concerned. I mean, the, the idea of being justified before God, to be declared by God to be right, justified, was overwhelming in his life. I mean, it, yes. drove, it, 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 was, it was the thing that really drove him to pursue scripture, to pursue mm-hmm. knowledge of who Jesus Christ is, to understand what it means to have faith in Christ. And and it ultimately drove him into the monastery so that he would seek these things out for himself. And and this is what, uh, what really catalyzed his entire, uh, his, his ministry. I mean, this was the backbone of really what made him such a prominent uh, Christian teacher of his day that he had to know how can I, he struggled with it. How can I be yeah. justified before God? It was a real struggle for him. Well, let me ask you this question. Cause I think that's part of the reason we don't necessarily focus on it is because we don't understand our need for it. And, you know, listening to you on Sunday, you, you unpack this a little bit. I mean, I think you, you spent a decent amount of time. You're, you know, I don't know why the senior pastor only gives you 30 minutes to preach. If I were senior pastor, I'd give you 45 easily, but you you can take that up with him. Uh, But I think you did justice to it in the time you had is what I'm trying to say. But why, why do we need to be justified? Mm -hmm. Like, I think we don't spend a lot of time on it because we don't really think that this is necessarily something that's important. So why, why is it important that God would declare us as righteous? Well, what what I tried to focus on Sunday mostly that that let me start with here. That's a great question, that is a, and it's a very important one. And I didn't really get to that question on Sunday because I had I, I really had to focus. I felt like on the uh, the reality that we all have it in our hearts to want to be justified. Yes. Yeah. And so I really spent the bulk of my time just trying to help us. I mean, as it was a fresh in my own heart last week, Mm -hmm. as I was preparing for that sermon. Yeah, this is in me. There is a desire in me that I want to be justified. I want Mm -hmm. my actions and my words and my thoughts to be the right thing. And I want affirmation that those are the right thing. Uh, But you're exactly right to take that to the next step and to finally say, I want God to be the one declaring my actions, thoughts, and my life justified. Mm is an entirely different struggle that I just don't think folks in our, uh, in any generation that's living right now, I think they all, we all have a hard time with this. Um, and I, I don't know exactly why, but my, my gut is telling me is it has a lot to do with the fact we have looked at a lot of different places to justify 
the rightness or wrongness of our actions. Mm-hmm. We've looked to ourselves. We've looked to uh, cultural standards. Uh, we've looked to what works, you know, what gets me ahead in life, mm-hmm. what produces the results that I hope to get. But if we really believed about God, what we know to be true about him, then we would understand the only verdict that really determines anything of eternal significance is whether God declares my life to be justified. Right. And I think that's where Martin Luther got. And I think as Christians, we all get there, even though if we we don't necessarily describe it in that way. But that's kind of what we're feeling and sensing. And we finally recognize if God declares me to be right and good and justified, then that's all that ultimately matters. Mm-hmm. And that will bring eternal life. But I, I do think we struggle to articulate that. Um, and, and it's almost like I feel when I'm teaching this or preaching this, I feel like I have to call back up to our own minds that this is an important thing to be justified by God because it doesn't seem to just be there in the world. How would you think, answer your own question? Oh boy. Great question. <laughs> uh, that's not, you're not allowed to do that. <laughs> uh, I asked the questions right here. <laughs> yeah. I thought, well, I think your discussion on one ten earlier, am I, am I now trying to please man or God? Uh, am I trying to win the approval of man or of God? And I think that's what you were hitting on with our desire to be justified is I think this innate desire to be approved in other people's eyes, yep. perhaps in our own eyes. Mm-hmm. You know, we may be trying to justify ourselves to ourselves, uh, live up to some standard we've created or whatnot. Yep. And to say, and to really grade that out and say, well, whose opinion of me matters most? Because we do this in life, right? I mean, I care most about what, well, most of us care most about what the people closest to us think. That's right. Right. So I'm more concerned about my wife's opinion of me than I am about the stranger on the street. Mm-hmm. Right. And you just sort of go through your different relationships and realize like we look for different, uh, we look for different amounts of approval from different people. Uh, and that's sort of the way life works. And so we know, I think, what you hit on. Yeah, we want to be justified. We want to be seen. We want to have that approval from others. But if we can then move and say, like, yeah, it, it's better. It's more important to have approval from this person than that person. It's more important that I show myself right to them, you know, to my children, rather than to these people. You know, like, we right. do right by these people, whatever. Right. We want approval. It's more important to be approved by the people closest to us than those far away. And it can move from that and say, well, it's actually the most fundamental. Our most fundamental need is to be approved by God because our most fundamental need is to be in relationship with him. Mm -hmm. Because I think fundamentally that seeking out of approval is seeking out affirmation and relationship. And that's what God offers us in Christ. Uh, and that's the most fundamental relationship we need. We need his love. We need his grace. We need, we need him. Mm. And, you know, I think one of the challenges for us in seeing that is that it's very easy 
to think we have it all together otherwise. Yep. Um, to think, no, if I can just get the things that are easier to get, right? If I can just get the approval of my boss, if I can just get the approval from my wife, if I can just get the approval here, you know, if I can get, if I can sort of justify myself by my works in my life, we forget that there's a greater need. Like we just don't have that eternal perspective in mind. Um, yeah, we just, our eyes are sort of pointed down at the six inches in front of us and yep. we forget to look up and see, no, there, there's something greater offered to us in Christ. So that would be the start of that answer. But I don't, I think that's the challenge is, yeah, it is. It's, a, it's the challenge whether we're pastors trying to preach and teach or we're out uh, not really in the pastoral function, but just as a, as a believer trying to share the gospel with someone like, yeah, the gospel is the good news of Jesus Christ and what he has done, but it doesn't really seem like, like it's not good news if you don't see the need for it. Right. But trying to help people see the need for it is, I think, one of the great challenges of Christianity. Mm. Like, uh, for a lot of people, it seems like it's a gift, but it's not a gift I want. Mm. So why, why even bother? What does this do for me? Um, you know, that's I part think, of the challenge. Yeah, it is. And I think part of probably it's going to take us all to continue to grow in that. I mean, I think probably for our lifetimes, we'll grow in the appreciation and understanding of what it means to be justified. So I would just say for the person who's kind of listening in on this and thinking, okay, I hear you and I understand the words coming out of your mouth, but, but it's, well, that's good. That's a win for me, you know, but maybe it's not like sinking in. So a bit of encouragement. It, it does take time to let these things continue to sink in. But while you're there, my encouragement is just live as if that's true for a moment. Mm-hmm. And just think about the fact that this God, who's our creator, who created us with a purpose, like he had an intent in his creation. Mm. And, and our lives then would be well suited to be lived in a way that would that would get the approval of that good creator. Okay, now if that is true, then I think we can maybe begin to to sense how much we try and would try to get his approval, which is why I think what Paul's addressing, you you're never going to do that by working hard enough. You've already mm. all of us in our lives if anybody is hearing and understanding what we're talking about, they already have fallen far short of what would be required to gain this God's approval. Not because he's vindictive and mean, but because he's perfect. He's holy. There's none like him. And no matter how hard we try, even all the blessings that we have in this life, they don't indicate our approval, our eternal approval by this God, their, their kindness, uh, it's the kindness of him. It's the graciousness of him, Mm -hmm. but it's not his approval. It's only by faith in Jesus Christ. He's created, he's, he's made a way for, for us to be righteous uh, in his, his sight. He's made a way for us to have his approval. And it's only by faith in Jesus Christ. And we work tirelessly in so many other ways to try to earn that. And it just Mm. never works. 
one of the great parts of your sermon was when you quoted the uh, letter to Diognetus, mm-hmm. Sweet Exchange. Mm-hmm. And we're running up on time, but I think you should you should share that somewhere online where people can see it. I, I don't will. Whatever, whatever social media you youths are using today, maybe you can make a TikTok video with it, Tyler. I, I don't even own a uh, name on that platform. You don't even own a TikTok machine? I don't think I do. But uh, I have seen advertisements for it. And, you know, I've heard maybe it's uh, something that you could do. But anyways, uh, that you is a great share that. quote. Share that somewhere. I'll share it. And if I have it, I'll read it for you real quick because it's it's worth reading. This is from Diognetus in the the uh, second century. This is the middle of the one one like one fifty ish range, and uh, I'm trying to find it real quick. While I... it's on your screen right now, if you'll open the chat function of oh, your... it is, yeah. Well, I have it right here too. There it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, sweet exchange. See, okay, let me set it up real quick, and then this is going to be the end of it. Uh, the exchange that's happening is the righteousness of Christ being credited to our account and our sin being taken upon his own shoulders. Mm. He takes our sin and by faith in him, he grants to us uh, his, his life of righteousness. God sees his righteousness when he looks at us. So he says, Oh, sweet exchange. Oh, unsearchable operation oh benefits surpassing all expectation that the wickedness of many should be hid in a single righteous one and that the righteousness of one should justify many transgressors Mm. oh sweet exchange luther picks up on that same language yeah yeah it's great but i think that helps us remember the gloriousness of this justification is that now we're counted as Christ. We're seen as Christ in God's eyes. Yeah, that's right. Well, John, uh, great discussion on Galatians 2, 15 and 16. And uh, of course, there's always more we could talk about, but we'll have to save that for another day. So as for now, thanks for your time as always. Yeah, thank you, Tyler. We'll talk soon. All right.